The headlines tonight? Dark Lord gives evil contract worth billions to a friend who looks like he could probably do it. Owl bears to be classified as fresh fruit in new tax loophole. And Parliament rejects plans to raise nation up on hydraulic legs. Welcome to the campaign trail. is too cliché, so instead I'll say bad evening. <laughs> uh, no? Our top story tonight. The halflings behind the robotic yeti terrorising healthcare patients have been revealed as the parents of foreign office adviser Agrolat. Our family drama correspondent Peter Nimbus is on the scene now. Peter, what can you tell us? Well, it appears as if young Agrolad has had a bit of a shock. His parents, once thought dead and buried on the mountainside, now appear to have been con artists all along. And how is he taking it? Violently. His companions, Perrin and Dr. Patrick, have used the time to uncover some details about financial dealings between the quack doctor and the pharmaceutical giant Pfizer. Or is it Fizar? I don't think it matters, Peter. Thank you. Meanwhile, the other half of the team has uncovered deep connections between the blood donation site and the vampire government. Now, who could have seen that coming? In frozen north of Rochdale, Grand Temple is nestled in cold mountains. Within, team of dwarves serve Grey Eck observing their religion with diligence, honour and black puddings. A young agrolad is in the depths of meditation, sat in a bath, flat cap on head, eyes closed, hands gripping a chip butty each. It's been a few hours and one of the monks wearing a much bigger, flatter cap approaches. It's Tim the tailor of Brook. He's got the best clothes in monastery. And he says, Agrolad, you suppose put water in bath if you're going in it, you daft apeth? That never told me that. <sighs> They just said, get in bath, old chip butties. Come on, lad. You've got goats for tend to. Get out, bath. The bloody goats. Always climbing up that mountain where I can't get them. <laughs> uh, he leads you out of the temple onto the mountainside. It's a um, bracingly cold place, but you've learned to lift with it. Uh, to lift with it. Uh, you're hard as nails. Ain't no soft southerners allowed up here. Uh, but looking into the swirling clouds, Aqualad sometimes thinks he can see eagles flying. This brings back some bad memories. And Tim says, You alright, pet? Something on the mind? I want to know what's out there, Tim. I want to know what's beyond them there mountains, and them there mountains, and them other there mountains. There's mountains everywhere, as far as I can see. Dangerous world out there, lad. We've been teaching the old secrets of Ecky Thump, but it ain't all about thumping folk, is it? Got a code of honour, haven't we? You reckon there's folk out there with our code of honour? Well, that's just it. If we don't take it out there to give it to them, they ain't got it, have they? Ah, you're right there, lad. See Gardener Graham over there, in his black pudding garden, digging through roots, finding his spices. He's got proper peace of mind, he has. 
Aye. His penance is almost up. But will he tell you what he's making up for? Will he bugger? That what you want to do, lad? Go out and make trouble for yourself so they can make penance? No. I want to find out where the yetis are. I haven't seen any yetis since I got here, but I know they're here. I hear them sometimes, but I haven't seen any. You're always on about them yeti. You're also always on about leaving to go travelling. I heard you talking to Bill, the twitcher of Odd. Aye. He was telling me about this exotic place he's heard of. A place called Bansley. Bansley? Aye. I know a chat from Bansley. Right bastard. Anyway, I think I've got something for the lad. Been thinking about it for a while. You're getting older. Maybe we have kept you longer than we usually keep initiates. And maybe it might be time to let thee go on mission. Mission? What mission? You've kept at code. You've got proper sense of good and bad. Proper vision of what makes folk worth trusting and what makes folk worth thumping. But it's easy to do that up here. We are decent folk. Well, most of us are. It's a real test at skin to get out into the real world and stick to the principles. Even when all around you there's folk telling you for not do. And uh, he reaches into his uh, robes and pulls out a scroll. And uh, he hands it to you. Uh, you unroll it and it's a job list listing for a political advisor position in Darnorth to an MP named Lisa Townsland. You've got a good head on your shoulders. It's time you let others know it. Take the word of Great Ek to the masses. And then, when they come back, and they will come back, you'll be a better man than that what left. But I'm not a man, I'm an halfling. Aye, but you know what I mean. Listen, here's thing. Out in the world, you're going to face a lot of challenges. Folk who don't think like we do. Folk who don't think right and wrong like we do. Also... And he sort of leans in closely and, uh, uh, and like you see a shadow pass across his face. Few folk got black puddings down there. Some folk even frown on black puddings. Why? Oh, it were the black pudding wars. Next they'll be telling me they don't do tripe. It's rare. Tripe's a rare thing down there. But that's the thing, lad. Up here, they can eat all the tripe they like, and all the black puddings from Graham's Black Pudding Garden. But down there, it'll be tough to find them. But when they do, they'll taste all better. As Graham keeps telling me, there's no wrong way out what my ring clutter books don't barley grommet. So, we pull back to the present day, and on the underground train, uh, you and Perrin have been roaming the tunnels for an hour or so. Take a short rest. Okay. Do that. Where's my thingy? Uh, Dr. Patrick has been puzzling over the map, and making notes on it, and drawing little pictures of Yeti at various points. Uh, you can see um, a lot of them are con- congregated around St. Pancreas Station. And he taps it and says, I think that's where we'll find him. Faisar. He's the power behind all this. That's where all the yetis have been moving to and from, according to my intelligence. Tell me, have you ever faced a giant before? Yes, faced a very tall one. I think think we didn't do too badly. Good, wonderful. (laughs) Now, financial records, records of employment from a shell company called... Chell... <laughs> I found these records in Quack's office. And it's the best I've got in months. I'm fairly certain that it's owned by Pfizer. Just need to prove it. 
I say, my good halfling, you wouldn't happen to have any insight into what we might be up against. This whole thing seems to be run by your parents, after all. They ain't my parents. Oh, I do apologise. I must have misunderstood. It might have been once, but my parents died on that mountain, and what came off that mountain weren't my parents. Wait, wait, have I, I met a ghost and not realised? <laughs> Is this some sort of undead curse situation? No, Perenchuk, that's met some ghouls who just wear a face that you're familiar oh, with. Oh, face snatchers. Ah, a face stealer situation, yes. I've dealt with those before. You seem a little distressed, my small friend. I take it this was for something of a revelation for you. I could say that. Aye, it taught me a few things. Uh, he comes and sits down next to you and says, I imagine you tried to fight to make your parents proud before you knew their true nature. It can be most especially devastating when one's family lets one down like this. We can't choose the family what has us, but we can choose the family we surround ourselves with. Well, quite. Here's the thing. Working to make someone else proud can only take you so far. Working to make yourself proud, now that's something that can take you further. Making yourself better, becoming a better version of yourself every day. As I studied at the Temple of Ek, that talks like one of the monks that does. Well, I've been around for a fair long time. I've studied under many monks. But as I say, you can become a better version of yourself. And I'm certain that when you do, you will do yourself proud. And that will be more precious than anything. I'll do my best. That's all that anyone can ask for. Let the train stops and the door opens. Dr. Patrick gives you a smile and a nod and leads you out onto St. Pancreas Station. Uh, Victrina and Pen, you are sat uh, on a nice little couch with a coffee table and you have some uh, tea and biscuits. Uh, Take a short rest as well. I do like a short rest and tea and biscuits. I like that. I I recover some spell slots. Wow. Uh, so, uh, President Eagletooth is sort of reclining on a chaise lounge, uh, eating some grapes and uh, drinking some wine, and he seems to be uh, genuinely affable. And uh, he says, um, "You know, it was about twenty, twenty-five years ago that I met Pfizer. Oh, yes, strapping young chap back then. Always seemed to have a head for business." Does training in the Angerlands, they say, went on a course. So by the time he got back home, had all the knowledge and sneaky tools to get where he wanted. Uh, so, uh, Dr. John says, Perhaps, Miss Victrina, Mr. Penny, you might tell us what your plans are. How do you propose to deal with Mr. Fizzar? I would certainly like to have a word with Mr. <sighs> Pfizer. Well, he's a giant, isn't yes. he? We've come across we, a giant we, we before. We sorted out a giant before. Um, we certainly had very strong words for the last giant that we encountered. It'd be rather difficult to uh, face Pfizer himself. Um, is there a... Sorry, my, my mind's a little muddled sometimes. I need to focus on something. Um, do you have any uh, specific questions? For Mr. Pfizer? Well, for me, I was there... I was there when he first took over. Yes, how did he get so powerful? Yes, it's a long and somewhat depressing story. 
Scythan has always had a good healthcare system, but we always struggled to get supplies up here into the skies. Small farms could not keep up with the demand, and people were calling on the government to help, building infrastructure to connect Scothan with the rest of the GA. Might have worked, but far too many people were against the idea, I'm afraid. Well, after the theft of the Heart of the Sky, relations with other countries were somewhat sceptical, shall we say. Pfizer started as a small business selling produce. A lot of the ingredients he grew went into making health potions. But slowly he started buying up all the other health farms. Eventually he had a near monopoly on the country. Now, the presidents, of course, have been vampires for generations, each passing the vampirism on to the next president as they are inaugurated. When Pfizer discovered this, he increased the delivery of blood to the palace in exchange for more power over the markets. They gladly gave it, or should I say, we gladly gave it. And he pulls out a handkerchief and dabs some tears away. I must tell you how ashamed I am of the part I played in all of this. I hope one day I can be forgiven. Corruption spreads like a disease, you know. Oh, yes. Well, you're in a good place to have it. Yes. I reach out and pat him on the hand. Uh, some of his skin flakes off. <laughs> I, I, I kind of wipe it discreetly down my trousers. <laughs> yes, well, at almost every level, people are trained to maintain the status quo. Promised power, freedoms, threatened with destitution if they fail. There was a finance minister, I think, or was he a health minister? Uh, it was Quacks or something like that. He was suffered something of a breakdown after he was exposed. Some sort of um, scandal, irregular accounting is what they said. But uh, I understand he had rather taken a uh, dislike to Pfizer. Oh, well, poor chap. <clears throat> so, as far as I can see, you've got three problems. Um, so, Pfizer having a monopoly over all the healthcare, the presence being vampires, and no infrastructure connecting you to the GA. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And, and what is the heart of the sky? Oh, the heart of the sky. It was an enormous crystal that was uh, part of the uh, the intersection of the plane of magic with the prime material plane. It was a source of tremendous power and magic, but it was uh, lost long ago. Legends say it was stolen by an iron creature. It's, uh, I don't believe such myths these days. It's, uh, what, what kind of an iron creature? Well, if you must know, some sort of uh, some giant iron woman, they said. I, I must say it was uh, something of a children's story. There's there. something of a giant iron woman who didn't have a heart of her own. <laughs> well, that's what the stories just, just say. Just an empty cavernous space where a heart should be. Yes, well, I understand you have similar myths and legends in Darnorth. Ah, uh, yes. 
Yes, I'm... Well, it's not my mother. <laughs> no, it's not your mother. I hope not. And he, he pats uh, Pen on the uh, uh, on the thigh, and again, more skin of his uh, flakes off. And uh, he sits back and says, Temerity licks for skin. Oh. <laughs> oh, do you have to let your cat do that? Can you tell a cat what to do? Can you not tell the cat what to do? Your magic. Well, I would say that you you are correct, Miss Victorina. We do have three major problems. Two of them, I feel, we may be able to solve at the same time. To break the cycle will take a lot of effort and time, but a first good step would be turning the vampires against Pfizer. No chance of facing either of them ourselves, but they could face off against each other, well... They they might destroy each other. Well, quite. And Lisa, who has been sort of uh, hanging around behind all this, taking something of a a good distance between herself and the vampire, uh, as she looks quite nervous, says... Ah, yes. Well, uh, we can't exactly go around murdering heads of state. This is a little bit better. Wait, are we... Organising a coup? Is this what a coup is? Getting heads of state and energy giants to murder, or pharmaceutical giants to murder each other. Not necessarily murder, but you could always bring them back. (laughs) Uh, Lisa just gives you a look, Pen. I don't think that's a good idea. Oh dear. Dr. John says, It's my backup plan if things don't go well. I'm not entirely sure the spell will work. It's never been tested. Mr. Penny, I believe you are something of an expert in this area. I, I, I think I'm probably the closest thing to an expert. Well, it would help if there was a test up. Yep. Ah, there's the rub. I intended <laughs> to test the spell on good eagle tooth here, but the component parts are far more expensive than I anticipated. Diamonds worth... 2,500 gold pieces. I spent almost all my life savings on this set. That, along with my attempts to ease the financial burden on my patients, has left me somewhat broke. I'm afraid we won't get a test. We only get one shot. Please, don't throw away your shot, Mr. Penny. Oh, dear. A pet only needs one shot. Um, no. Don't fuck it up. He um, reaches into his bag and he pulls out a uh, small metallic wand and hands it to you. Uh, and as he does, uh, you feel it's um, pulsing with arcane magic. And uh, he also hands you the vials of holy water and uh, the box of diamonds. And he says, Now, this wand here is charged with the casting spell. All you need to do is hold the diamonds, point and channel. Be careful, though. We do not know what the effects will be. Only use this as a last resort. Right. Okay. Um, thank you. Not at all. Don't mention it. President Eagletooth is uh, moving closer to you, Victorina, and uh, he uh, moves a sort of long-fingered hand towards you and says, I have to ask, my dear, how much new milk do you have on your person? I couldn't trouble you for a... I, I, I have a small and magically refilled sample bottle. I couldn't trouble you for a small 
sample. Could I just, just a drop? Is it going to make you go peculiar? No, I just, uh, I can smell it from here. And he gets even closer. Just, just a drop. I'm backing off and looking anxiously at Penny. Please, Penny. just a drop. Uh, um, maybe in a minute if you, um, subject yourself to my good friend's experimentation. Oh. Are we doing um, that now? Then I'm sure you will feel better. I would advise against that, madam. Most assuredly. No, no. You're going to get it right first time, yes? Because, you know, President Eagletooth is, is awfully close and his, his fingernails are really quite horrid and I don't want to give him any new milk. And, uh, can you just do the thing? Mr. President, <laughs> perhaps you should rest now. Come along, back in your coffin. No, Doctor. No, it's time. I took what is rightfully mine. That milk should be mine. It is mine. Give it to me. And he lunges. Can you make a dexterity saving throw? Roll 16. 16. Uh, yeah, you dive out of the way and do a cool little roll. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so come up with sword drawn, perhaps. Yes, I'll come back up to my feet with my sword drawn. Uh, he staggers back a little bit from this, uh, looking a little shocked as uh, Victrina does a very badass thing. He stands to his full height and uh, extends uh, his uh, claws, and then you see his two fangs protruding from his beak. Uh, Dr. John sort of stands in front of you, uh, arms outstretched. Get behind me! I already am. I'm still on the sofa. <laughs> Miss Victrina, Mr. Penny, when I say run, you run. Run! So, you walk out onto St Pancreas Station. It's quiet. You see little clumps of fur here and there, and scratch marks in the walls, and a well-worn trail leading up the stairs. It's a bit quiet, isn't it? Too quiet. Oh, very quiet. Perhaps we should sing a, a, a cheerful ditty. Oh, oh, I like singing. Oh, oh, do, do you know the one about the, um, oh, wait, no, that's a hymn I wrote for the Green Lord. What, oh, how about, no, that's another one I wrote. Um, I really there's want to start publishing myself. There's a hole in my bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza, there's a hole in my bucket. Oh, that's a wonderful song. You know, I was there when it was written. Apparently it was all about the futility of existence. Uh, oh, I'd I like it, it was then. just about having an hole in your bucket. But the bucket is a metaphor for life, you see. No, it's a bucket. I put things in it, but if there's an hole, I can't keep things in it, so they fall out. Oh, I see what you mean. It's very clever when you sit down and look ah, at it. Ah, right. Uh, he kneels down and uh, picks up some of the discarded fur and uh, gives it a sniff. Yeti. I'd know that smell anywhere. They ain't real yetis. The fur is real, though. So they're saying as well as being con people, my ex-parents are also yeti murderers. Well, that would certainly explain where they got all the fur from. I imagine it sells for quite a pretty penny. Hmm. Hmm. Come on. Let's get a move on. Head up the stairs, and at the top uh, you see some light and some fresh air, uh, which makes you realise quite how stale the air has been down the tunnels. There is a gate blocking your way, locked with chains and a set of padlocks. Uh, Dr Patrick pulls out a small metallic wand from his pocket and gets to work, 
uh, and the little wand starts to buzz as it sonically as uh, uh, picks some it of the locks. A few screws. Uh, can any of you offer some assistance? Um, I could try hitting it. I don't think that'd work though. You certainly could. Do you want me to? I'll try hitting it with my you stick. You can yeah, roll an attack I'll roll. Try hitting it with me whacking the stick. I'm getting a natural. No, I can re-roll a natural one. I'm getting a thirteen. Oh yeah, yeah, you hit it. Uh, roll some damage. Uh, six. Six. Uh, you make a small dent in one of the padlocks. Uh, how are you and Perrin feeling? Trepidatious. That's a big word for Perrin. You, you asked me as Violent. player. <laughs> Violent. <laughs> I can imagine Aquilad is feeling particularly hitty at the moment. Yes, and he's, he's having to lean heavily on his training to not be violent at everything around him. Yes. And I am seriously, I'm seriously considering multiclassing him as a barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Perrin, are you doing anything to try and uh, help Agrilad? If Agrilad's doing the hitting, I think I'm just going to stand back and, 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 and watch and twiddle my thumbs and try not to be annoying. Aw, poor Perrin. Uh, eventually, after a few more uh, rounds of the whacking stick and some um, sonic wanding, uh, the gate swings open with a rusty creak. And you step out onto a wide open field. Oh. Uh, it stretches almost as far as you can see, but you can just glimpse the edges of the sort of clouds uh, upon which this platform is built. Uh, there's a couple of trees spotted here and there as well. Mostly you see rows and rows of corn, beanstalks and other crops. Uh, you're on a hill overlooking it and you get a face full of fresh air. It's quite refreshing. Uh, in the fields, though, you can see these uh, huge lumbering shapes that you recognise as the Yeti uh, are manning some farming equipment and ploughing the fields, harvesting crops. What do you do? Start marching towards them with a purpose. Okay. As you go, uh, one of the Yetis looks up and you see it reaches a hand uh, to its arm and presses something that's on its arm. And then goes back to work again. Did you, did you see it do that? Do you think it's got a pain in its arm? Is it a bruise? I'm going to give it something to bruise over. Okay, okay. Maybe, maybe not yet. We don't want to alarm any... Oh, what if it was raising an alarm? As soon as you say this, Perrin, the ground shakes. And then it shakes again. And again. Thunderous footsteps are approaching from behind you turn and over the ridge you see a giant striding towards you it's dressed in denim overalls its stone grey skin potted and cracked with the midday heat its bulbous head shaded by a wide straw hat it holds a massive scythe in one hand and comes to a stop in front of you towering over with with menace it has a a stick of straw leaning out of its mouth and looks down at you. Agrilad? That's a very big farmer. Um, I guess that's the giant of agriculture. Big farmer! Big <laughs> it's farmer. big farmer, everybody! Oh, <laughs> yes, that is, <laughs> that is the joke. Aim came up with big farmer, I will say, so this is not on me. <laughs> um, I would like to thank the Academy. That's awful. I'm going to admit that I do not know what the joke is. Big Farmer! <laughs> I have no idea what Big Farmer is. 
Oh, oh. It's, it's a phrase meaning like um, like the pharmaceutical industry as a whole is referred to as big pharma. Ah, right. I see what you mean. Pharma yeah, with a ph. Pharma. It's, it's a, a pun. pun. It's a pun. <laughs> it's a pun. Yeah. We, we do we do puns on this. It's website. a pun or a play on words <laughs> on this yes. website. Yes, it's a prune. Which is, uh, might be what so, they're farming. Go into these games just waiting for some kind of dialogue. I'm going for job. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's Big Farmer. He's a big farmer. Right, can we edit out that bit where I admit I don't know what it means? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends if I think it's funny or not. But <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> well, there might be some I people out there who don't get it, and it's fun. To, sometimes fun to have the graphic explained. Uh, anyway... So the big farmer, uh, Mr. Pfizer, the big farmer, uh, he looks down at you and he says, What are you doing on my land? Um, we are doing a very noble and important quest. We're politicking. Uh, he raises an eyebrow at this and goes, Politicking? Uh, or, well, you can do your politicking uh, somewhere else. You're still upsetting my yetis, you are. What if, and hear me out, your yetis are upsetting us? Well, you shouldn't be on my land, should you? It ain't land, it's cloud. Well, who might you be politicking for, then, if you don't mind my asking? Have you heard... Lefty and righty. That, 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 put your fists down. Um, we're, we're politicking for the... You, you heard of Darnorth? It's down there. Oh, I've heard of Darnorth. I try to sell my elf potions down there, but they don't want some. That's because we've nationalised our healthcare. He pulls off one of his massive gloves and reaches out a, a hand that is almost as big as you, Perrin, as if to shake your hand. I'm Mr. Pfizer. They call me pharmaceutical giant round here. I farm these lands, these crops go into my elf potions. If I can make a deal with your government, maybe something terrible don't have to happen to you. Are you saying that if you didn't make a deal, something terrible would happen to us? Aye, that's exactly what I'm saying. That sounds like a threat. We don't like threats, do we? Oh, it exactly is a threat, my good little man. But if, if, if there's going to do something terrible to us if a deal ain't made, you've got to make a deal first, or at least attempt to make a deal first, before you can decide whether a deal's been made or not. My deal is this. You buy my elf potions... We ain't got, we ain't, we ain't got the, the authority to, to make deals. Has got to speak to the cat. <laughs> raises an eyebrow at this. Do you not have a cat who you need to consult before making any major life decision? Because I highly recommend it. It's really helpful. I'm the biggest authority here in this here country, I think you'll find. Even President bows to old Pfizer. What is it about giants? Always getting too big for their britches. Always hey. trying to take over things around hey. them. Uh, you look around and you realise that Dr. Patrick seems to have disappeared. Uh, what do you do? Patrick! Shrug and carry on. Dr. Patrick! Dr. Patrick, we could do with your help right now. Uh, Perrin, can you make a perception check? Um, 
paging Dr. Patrick, Dr. Patrick to ICU stats. Dr. Patrick <laughs> to the feet of the giant. Um, perception, that's going to be uh, 18. You do spot him. Uh, he is standing next to one of the Yeti and he's got his wand uh, pointed at uh, its back and you can see that he is opening up a hatch in the back of the Yeti and he flashes you a shh as he continues to work. Never mind, hold that. Stat. Report stats. Mr. Pfizer uh, looks at you, um, Agrilad, and uh, he says, You seem to be trying to threaten me in your own terms, Mr. Little Guy. You actually think you can stand up? That's a very foolish endeavour. I don't remember threatening thee. If I was going to threaten thee, I'd say, do this or I'm going to hit thee. But I didn't do that. Alright. So, are you going to get your cat to agree to my terms? I can't tell the cat what to do. Have you ever tried telling a cat what to do? It uh, just don't work. raises his hand. Like you've gone mad. And he hovers his hand over your head and says, You're going to get your cat to do exactly what I tell her to do, aren't you? I will put your suggestions forward to the cat, but it's up to the cat what the cat does. Uh, he lowers his hand onto your head. Can you make a strength saving throw? I can try. That'd be a 23. You just about managed to keep... Uh, it's above your head and are not uh, crushed but it is now leaning on you quite heavily Uh, and he says no I wasn't asking a question I was giving you an order you's gonna make your cat agree to my terms do you understand I understand what you're trying to tell me I I you gonna do it for me or do I have to put a little more pressure on you this is the problem. If that puts more pressure on, I can't do anything. I uh, well, if you can't do it, I can certainly find someone who will. Then why do you want me to do it if you can find somebody else to do it for you? Well, I to make my way through the list of people methodically, leave no stone unturned. What about you, little dragonborn? Hello. You're gonna do what I tell you to do, aren't you? I am. I am. I've, I've never been great at pressure or being told what to do. I often end up doing the opposite of what people want from me, so... Maybe? If I tell you I will, it won't make you happy. Uh, he puts his uh, hand over you again. Can you make a strength saving throw? Me? Yes. Ha. Um, four. No! You are flattened against the ground oh, and I you are going to take... Oh, 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 oh. There you go, enjoy that sound effect. Uh, can you take 16 points of bludgeoning damage? Just about. Ouch! Uh, Agrilad, can you make a strength saving throw? Natural 20. Yeah, you just about managed to keep it off you uh, again. Uh, But you do see that Perrin is now seriously injured. Right. If that lets up, we'll go and tell the cat what that wants her to know. Oh, that's good to know. Right, looks like your little friend here could do with a trip to the hospital, don't you think? And he picks Perrin up by the foot and uh, dangles them in the air. Put the dragonborn down. You've given me orders, boy. 
I'm asking nicely. They don't want to see me not ask nicely. I don't think I'll be doing anything that you tell me to do. You come onto my land, you are disturbing my yeti. If my if what I'm hearing is right, you've been trying to discredit my good friend, Mr. Quacks. I don't appreciate that, if you understand me. If they would kindly let my friend go, I'll take my friend for some healing. Please. And I'll pass the message on to the cat and tell her what that wants her to do. How about I take both of you there myself and we have a nice little chat. Where might they be hiding at? Yeah. I named the hotel we were supposed to be staying at. Alright. And uh, he's going to make a swipe to try and pick you up, Aguilar. Can you make a dexterity saving throw? Do I get athletics or acrobatics? Uh, It's a saving throw. Saving throw. Dexterity. 20. Non-natural. You just dodge out of the way. uh, And uh, he takes a step towards you. Now don't go running off, my little pet. How's about you? And then... He is hit on the side of the head by a flying yeti arm. And you turn to see one of the yeti has been uh, taken over by someone. And its arm has been fired off. And it is now holding up its other arm ready to fire. Put them down, Faisal. You can't just go around threatening people like this. Besides, I'm armed with a yeti. I think I can. This one of your friends, is it? I see what's going on here. And uh, he's going to make a run at uh, Dr. Patrick's Yeti. What do you do, Aqualad? I would like to attack him. Go for it. How dexterous does he seem to be? Uh, his dex is about 15, so... <laughs> Quite dexterous. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and attack him. Go for it. I'm going to go for a unarmed strike on the first attack and follow it up with a flurry of blows. Go for it. So the first attack is a 24. Uh, hits. For six points of damage. Cool. The flurry of blows. One on an 18, one on an 8. Nope. First one. Does the first one hit? Yes, it does. On the 18. That does Meat seven speeds. points of damage. And I use my open hand technique to try and knock him over, so he needs to make a dex saving throw at DC 11. Oh, that's 15 plus 2, so yeah. Yeah, so I don't knock him over. Yeah. Uh, He turns on you, and he lifts Perrin up to his face and says, Well, this looks like you're... What do you think I should do with your little friend here? He's so violent. I think you should probably let us go so we can all forget this ever happened. Please. I don't think I'm going to be doing that. Why not? That'd be the nice thing to do. Don't you I want to be don't nice? feel like it. Uh, 26 versus AC, Agrilad. That's going to be a hit. A palpable hit. Take 17 points of bludgeoning damage and make a dexterity Ow. saving throw. 13 on the saving throw. Nope. He picks you up in his hand. And uh, holds you both up, and uh, he looks at uh, the Yeti and says, Oh, you're going to do what I say, or your two friends here have a little accident. And he puts his foot down on the Yeti, and you hear a crack. 
So you flee from the uh, private clinic, oh uh, rushing down. Yes, I, I told Pen up from the side. <laughs> <laughs> I him out of the door. Okay. <laughs> Drink it fast. <laughs> Drink it while you're running. Uh, you, uh, where do you run to? Just uh, out, I assume. Out of the hospital. Cool. Uh, you uh, see some of the emergency uh, doctors uh, rushing up uh, to the private clinic armed with tubs of super cream uh, and tranquilizers. <laughs> uh, Dr. John uh, is kind of breathless as he's walking along town, I'm you, along behind you, uh, and says, Oh dear, we've got no chance against the president, his wife, and Fizar as well. It feels hopeless. Well, well, maybe, maybe, maybe he was right. Maybe if we turn them against each other, maybe if we tell the one that the other has new milk. Yes. Then we tell the other. Good idea. That the first one has new milk. milk. It might work. Still very risky. And then they all go fighting against against each other for new milk. In the absence of a better idea, I'm prepared to go with this. I don't, I don't have any better ideas. I don't fancy going up against another giant. No. Well, perhaps you were right. I wish Dr. Patrick were here. We were good friends once upon a time. Best of friends. Without him, I feel like an exposed nerve. Vulnerable and a tempting target. Uh, you are tapped on the shoulder. And behind, you see uh, the Lord High Doctor, uh, Dr. Williams, uh, leaning on his walking stick. And he's uh, shaking his head at you and says, hm. Now, what's this defeatist attitude, my child? Hm? Most uncharacteristic. Come, I uh, hm, don't like uh, this uh, place. Let's uh, take a walk outside. What do you say? Hm? Oh, yes, please. Yes, keep uh, some uh, prying ears at bay. <laughs> it's just me going... I know Temerity needs to go to the toilet, so we're better than that. Uh, as you are walking, you see that Temerity has a dead bat in her mouth. You don't know where she got it. <laughs> she managed... At least this one still has a head. Yes. <laughs> it's an improvement. Not just a bit of dead bat. <laughs> uh, once in the hospital grounds, um, Dr. Williams uh, leads you around a nice little garden. Uh, you know one of those sort of nice gardens that some hospitals have... Um, that for mostly for patients, um, uh, you see lots of statues of famous doctors of the past, and uh, Doctor Williams says, hmm, "Yes, one day I shall have a place here alongside uh, Doctor Cushing, I think." Uh, now then, boys and girls, uh, what are you going to do about this giant, eh? Hmm? Is Temerity eating? <laughs> yes, she is. Actually, I'll leave it up to Pat. Going to just pour her a little saucer of new milk Aww. to go with it. I, I stand by my idea. If we get word to the vampires that the Pfizer has new milk, and we get word to Pfizer that the vampires have new milk, and then we stand back. <laughs> ah, I like it. Good plan. You're a clever boy. Clever boy. And he pats you on the on the cheek. <laughs> well, you yeah. have to be when you're trying to get around an uninnocent mother. Yes, I had the same problem. <laughs> a good idea that involves us not getting killed. <laughs> yes. Well, you came here looking for details on Mr. Pfizer, I understand? Well, I can arrange a meeting between him and the President at the palace. Yes. That might be good. Yes. <laughs> Dr. 
Dr. Williams. This all seems a little sudden. Why now? Ah, because of the new milk, my boy. New milk. Something the vampires crave above all else. <laughs> Never had it in our grasp until now. With Miss Victrina and her lovely associate, we might just have a chance to turn the giants against the vampires. <laughs> An excellent plan. A wonderful plan. Yes, I'll uh, get that all sorted out immediately. <laughs> uh, Dr. John turns to you and goes, Well, perhaps we ought to go somewhere incognito. Hen, I'm not disguising myself as half a horse. Oh, right. Does it... Is that what that means? I thought it was something to do with dancing. <laughs> uh, That's an incongony. <laughs> Aquilat and Perrin, you wake up in a comfortable bed and you hear a sort of fantasy heart monitor beeping nearby. Above, the ceiling seems to move and writhe with small black creatures. The walls are white and supported by pillars and archways. You sit up and you find that you're in what look like hospital beds and you've got little tubes coming out of your arms, dripping blood into vats. And then you see a sign over the door that says, Conversion Room. The trial referendum was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Perrin Bazonian, Stephen Poor as Penrigante, Joanne Hall as Victrina Crested Grebe, and S. Naomi Scott as Aguilad. Diana Croft was the newsreader, Chris Walker Thompson was Dr. Patrick, Tim Trelaw was Dr. John, Daryl McLean Jones was Tim the Taylor, Genevieve Savayan was Lisa Townsend. The theme music was produced and performed by Aim Phoenix. Additional music credits are in the episode description. You can support The Campaign Trail by going to patreon.com forward slash The Campaign Trail. We have special perks such as our exclusive Discord server, early access to episodes, and the chance to have your own D&D character appear in the show. You can follow The Campaign Trail across social media, on Twitter at The Campaign Cast, on facebook.com forward slash campaign cast, at soundcloud.com forward slash Joel Corner, and wherever you find podcasts. So, until next week, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure. Thank you.